Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. I had a dream. Oh, we... we, we, I had a dream. All right. About you. I am ready to hear this. It was super weird. Like... Like, how weird are we I haven't been sleeping that great. Okay. But the dreams... Like, I, I fall asleep and I get these dreams right before I wake up. And in this... Really? So, you go to bed Mm -hmm. and before you wake up, Mm -hmm. there's a dream. Yeah. Continue. Way at the very end. And don't go to bed. Just lay there. I eventually fall asleep. Okay. Then I have a dream. Don't be a smart aleck. Mm -hmm. Okay. Continue. Continue. So in this dream, and there's a whole backstory that doesn't make sense. So I'll just tell you what happened. The the, the thing that I was- There's a whole backstory that doesn't make sense? Yeah. That wouldn't make any sense to you. I'll just tell you- Not even to me? No. I want to hear this backstory. You show up with a haircut. Okay. Uh, You do not have long hair. All right. Not only do you have a shorter haircut, it is a mohawk. Okay. It's a wide, it's not like the Mr. T size mohawk. Mm -hmm. It's not thinner than that. It's Mm -hmm. much thicker than the Mr. T on top. So it's almost like- It's almost like from that- Eyebrow to eyebrow. Like, so on the the edge of one eyebrow, like that, about that length. What? So it's, it's like this- and the sides and the back are shaved. Like from Guardians of the Galaxy, that one dude? I have. I don't watch nerd movies, right, continue. so I have no idea what you're talking about. Where he about. like whistles and like, it's like, mm, and that thing no. goes in. Here, I actually got a picture. I'm going to add it. Here, I'm going to send you a note. Okay. Are this, you adding it to our I'll, note? I'll, I'll, I, yes. And I will um, put this in the show notes so people can see what we're actually talking about here. Boop. Let's see if this works. So, so this is... But what, I, I kind of got to hear this context, though. So then here's the thing. You show up with this weird... Hang on, I'll do it like this. Copy image. All right. So um, you show up with this weird mohawk. And okay. I don't know what to say because it does not look good. Oh, my good. goodness. Yeah, yeah. It does not look good on you. No, no, and that would not look good on I you. was like, what is going on? But what the reason you were upset is because... They cut the rat tail that you had on the back that went down. I never had a rat tail. I'm not saying you did, but you can see why that's in I my dream. Want, I, I want to make sure. I know there have been accusations. Yeah. I know. Yeah. You know, you know, who, know, you know who's doing it? It's Tim Smith because yeah, he, he, he had the He had the rat tail. I know. I know. That's why it's in there. So I'm just saying. And the jean jacket. Well, everybody had jean jackets. No, 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 no. You guys were in the 90s. So, yeah. No, no, no. And, Tim, he, Tim, you know I know. We were in middle school together. Yeah. I remember sixth grade. Mm-hmm. So all I'm saying is it was a weird dream, rat tail. You were very upset that your rat tail was gone. You had this crazy mohawk and uh, it was weird. I did not know what to say. And, yeah, that's you know, really, really I'm weird. I'm not at a loss for words very often. I was no. like, oh, hey, yeah, man, look at that. Mm. Did you, wait, hold on. Were you a good friend? It was like, that looks good. I couldn't say anything. I did not know what to say. How many times have I lied to you and uh, said, that looks good? Yeah, I don't, but you, you never. You nev- oh. No, never, actually, no. In fact, I came yeah, in here with no, a new no, bag no. one time. You're like, that bag's terrible. I like your old bag. I was like, thanks. It was a <laughs> gift for my daughter. Thanks a lot, dude. You so, were so upset. Yeah, it was like, that's not a nice thing to say to somebody when they're wearing something new. What are you doing? It was, but you went and got a new one. Well, that, because that was on uh, my uh, list. Yeah, but, uh, uh, that wasn't because uh, of you. That was because, uh, uh, that was so, my dream bag. I got mm. my dream bag. Ah, so your daughter gave the, the nightmare virgins. bag, and then you got no, the dream. No, no, it was a nice little intermediary bag. It mm. was just, you know, for the in-between. Got to start somewhere. Oh, that was a, that was like a step. Keep moving up. Yeah, that's what we. Like I said, got to start somewhere. Yeah. Well, no, I had already started somewhere. That was another step up. Ah. Mm. Okay, okay. Okay. Yeah. Don't worry about it. So, um, all right. So we were, we've been we've been getting some news. 
there have been some updates here locally. Some stuff's been going on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, related to topics that we've discussed in the past. And we thought we would talk about those things today, right? Yeah, let's talk about it. I'm ready. I'm okay. ready. Well, uh, you can go back and listen to our episode. We have an episode, or we have a few episodes related to this, but if you just search our website for James McDonald, um, you'll you'll know what we're talking about. But for a very brief recap, if you're especially if you're not local, because James McDonald pastored a megachurch, mm-hmm. um, but he was really his influence was mostly known in Illinois in the Midwest. Um, yeah, not I mean, super gifted well-known. communicator. Yeah, yeah, gifted communicator, pastored a large church, yep. wrote books. Yep. Um, spoke a lot. Was on the radio. Huge radio ministry yeah. called uh, Walk in the Word. Walk in the Word. Yeah. I mean, he had a, he had. A, I mean, he had a reach. The Lord used yep. him in, in mighty ways, in very powerful ways. And, and I know some amazing godly people who grew up in the faith in his church. Yeah, that's right. So, um, but, great people. Yeah, great people. Now, um, James came under fire at a certain point because of allegations of abusive leadership practices, a la. Mark Driscoll style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there was accusations of mismanagement of monies. And I think that's about it. I think it was, uh, you know, abusive language, abusive behavior towards people, that Gam- kind of stuff. Gambling. Yeah, that stuff had passed. I know, that's weak. That was old and, you know. But it's only weak because Jimmy gambles. That's why if Jimmy no, didn't listen, gamble, listen, he'd listen, be like, hey, no, listen, hey, what's he gambling listen, for? Listen, uh, I mean, if it's my sin, it's okay. Yeah. Plus, you don't lose. So it really doesn't count. No, 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 I lose. <laughs> I Not do when lose. you're with me. I did, I'm, you know what? I'm your lucky charm, baby. <laughs> I, Jimmy, he he holds the dice and I, dice and I blow, no, I stop blow it. on him. No, you and don't. And then he throws them. No. Yep. No, someone yep. tried that and I, I, I was so angry. Can I guess who that someone was? Yeah, I moved it away. Does his, does his name rhyme with Mandrew? Uh, no, it was the other. Really? The other Jamoke. That surprises me. Yeah. He should know better. Yeah, yeah. He's like, okay, here. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. He tried getting me to blow on his dice. Oh, he that, like, yeah. He was like, huh? I was Ew. like, I slapped his hand. Yeah, I was no. like, no, I ain't doing that. And people around the table are looking at me. I'm like, no, uh, no, uh-uh, uh-uh. I don't care if we all just lost. Yeah, no. We all just lost. That's fine. Yeah, yeah snake I'd, eyes. I'd rather get esca- escorted out. Yeah. Anyway, so James, he, he came under fire. Um, some audio was released. Man Cow is, uh, is, a, is a more well-known personality than James. Uh, even nationally, because he's been on Fox News. He's been on a bunch of stuff. He's a radio personality, mm-hmm. shock jock kind of guy. Um, I haven't listened to him since I was, you know, listened to him when I was a kid. So he he has a, you know, a fairly large reach. And he was a part of Harvest for a while. And I have James, a lot of memorabilia from him. From Mancow? Signed. Yeah. That's because your family was associated. Yep. Yep. With one of the characters. With on one of the characters of the show yeah. on, on the Madhouse. I believe his name was Freak. Yeah. Freak. His real name's Cap. <laughs> So yeah, I got there was that. freak, and there was turd. Yep, yep. I, I <laughs> was, was not associated with turd. I was associated with freak. This is your t- you, so you get what it is. Shock jock radio. Yeah, right? the uh, the long haired uh, pot smoking freak that did traffic. Yeah, there you go. Tra- freak with <laughs> <your> traffic. <laughs> I remember. So though I only listened, I listened to him at night because I enjoyed his uh, local radio stuff. Like oh, really? Local Cat? bands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah. he had his own, he had his own show at night. You know, I was like, ah, I'll, I, I that's I enjoyed listening to that. Continue. Okay, good. Sorry. It's good sticking up for your your own pals. So then um, Julie Roy's, and there had been a, a lot of people hoping that someone would say something. Um, and Julie, Listen, y'all can't hide anything from Julie. She find it. She's and if she can't find it, it, she'll make it up. No, no I'm don't kidding. I'm that. kidding. Don't, don't get that. mad, you Julie. I'm just teasing. So, But for real, though, be, 
be afraid. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can't hide anything these days. You can't hide it. It's out there. It, everything is. There's technology. So don't do it. Yeah, just don't. for for a number. Hold on. Now it's gonna make it sound like I'm saying don't do it because you might get caught. That's an okay reason. But there's a better reason. Yes, there is. There's, there's, always, there's, yeah. there's a better reason. The is, ultimate reason is yeah, honor the Lord. Honor the Lord. Don't do it. Yeah. The second reason is don't be stupid. Yeah. Yeah, because you're gonna get caught and get busted and ruin a bunch of people. So, all right. So uh, James was ultimately fired. Uh, he wanted to take his all of the sermons that he had preached and the radio ministry and all. He, mm. he wanted to keep all of that content, even though it was sermons produced for the church. And he wanted to keep that content as a part of his walk in the word ministry. And the yep. church was yep. arguing that you can't do that because it really belongs to the church, which I believe it does. Yeah, whatever. Um, he we went through all that legal stuff and he uh, they settled. He got the walk in the word sermons. He they paid him out of millions of dollars. Yeah, 1.2, oh, uh, let's see, here you go. Uh, I'm going to read, this is from Roy's. Harvest Bible Chapel today disclosed that it gave all digital and physical assets of Walk in the Word, including 1.2 million and a parcel of land, to its disgraced former pastor, James McDonald, in a recent settlement. The church said it also gave McDonald deferred compensation, previously reported at 1.2 million, as well as $250,000 cash, reimbursement connected to the sale of mcdonald's prior home jimmy wouldn't even let me keep the change when he told me to go pick up cigars i was like what's up man yeah why do you want the change back uh because i ain't got no two hundred fifty thousand dollars. i don't know that you know maybe you do no i'm not very liquid right now okay so so here's the thing. This has been uh, settled now, and uh, James is, you know, building out a ministry space. Uh, I've seen pictures of that. He's talking about getting things going. He's he's asking people for donations, um, and there's there's talk about a church plant. Yeah, I was, I was in the area. I was surprised to hear that. You know, I mean, I'd heard that maybe some people might be moving back, and I guess you know, I mean, it makes sense two and two together. Yeah, but there are reports like Luke saying that they just had a, a gathering of, of ministry partners and whatnot going on in the area. So I don't know. There's just a bunch of a bunch of talk. And James on his own website has uh, issued a statement, just part one of a statement. It's a lengthy statement. Yeah, it, it's it's long. And oh, let me get to it. We'll link to that in, in the show notes. Um, but in this. Now, I read the first one. This one seems like a repackaged one. Yeah, this was the one, the first one I read. And so it, 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 maybe it's expanded or rearranged. He expands in a few spots. Uh, I mean, he had some scripture, like the passages, as well as links to bylaws and such. So, But the, the, the gist of the statement here is, as I read it, it is a defense of himself. Is that how you read it? He's yeah. A, yeah, he's essentially saying, here's what happened from my perspective. Mm -hmm. And he's, he's really not um, holding back. He's he's making oh. a lot of accusations. Oh no, he is. He he's is. pointing the finger at yep, he's naming the church names. and yep. the elders and away from himself in this. Yeah, I mean, and I want to say from the get go, I mean, that's James Wright, you know, because uh, all these things that we're talking about, we only hear one side of it. You only hear you know you only read and heard uh, one side of the story. Um, there's always two, and for all we know, James might be completely clear of this. Now, I uh, yes, I will say I find that a, uh, I, I I feel like he's sus. Don't be taking my youth yes, language. I did it. Um, but I'm also not there. I'm not in the day to day. I don't pour over their finances. I, uh, but 
it looks weird to me. Well, here's the thing. I think I think you and I would agree on this. Um, James did some things that were wrong, and the elders knew about it, and they didn't think it was wrong. Mm-hmm. James didn't think it was wrong. Yeah. Outside observers think it's wrong. Yeah. Right. The way that money was handled. Yep. yep. Things. So James definitely, it from my perspective, James was not conducting himself in a good way as a pastor. Sure. I think he. I think he was making huge, horrible, detrimental mistakes and sins, and I think. A lot of the people around him knew it, and they were okay with it. Um, but I also, for years, and we've mentioned this, for years, I had people coming to me before all this came out, people that were on staff coming to me, abused, broken, uh, hurting, not knowing what to do because of the treatment that they suffered yeah. uh, under McDonald's. So yep. th- that's firsthand stuff to me. For so, sure, for sure. I don't have firsthand, but I, I do maintain that James does have a right Everybody has a right to defend themselves. Yeah, he has a right to defend himself. Yeah. So, so I don't, I'm not mad that somebody is saying, hey, here's my side of things. Correct. Um, but now, this I, I statement, mean, there, there, though, there are things I am mad about. Yeah. Uh, within this statement. Okay. Uh, one, well, I'm going to, uh, I'm, I'm going to just, uh, I'm going to hit on one. This is actually for both of them. Okay. Uh, both the church, or at least the elders and right. James. Okay. Seems to really be caught up on 6.6 mil. The focus of it is where my money at? Yeah. They stole that money. Where my money at? So where where and where is that in here? Oh, like, hold on, hold on. Let me pull it up. Sorry, because there's see, he has his original stuff that he put out. Now here we go. I found it. Yeah, the financial uh, number two, the financial accusations again. Uh, all right, actually, before that, number one. At no time have I failed to express repentance about my role in relational matters underlying these public events. I've tried to live the message of love to live to love, which I preached throughout my final year in the Harvest Pulpit. For the sake of letting brotherly love continue, I absorbed HBC's 11 public statements in 2019, each more vicious and shaming of me. At the same time, I repeatedly expressed my repentance in hopes of some response of humility from HBC leaders that would allow closure and healing to begin. But alas, they had 6.6 million reasons to keep up hopes of some response. Oh, sorry. They had 6.6 million reasons to keep up the spin. Yeah. And that, that 6.6 million is in reference to walk in the word. Don't walk in the word. Yeah. And then number two, part you know, one, uh, when it became apparent, I would not acquiesce to their unlawful seizure of 6.6 million in walk in the word donor funds. And then going down two, three, number four, Uh, When it became clear that they had no chance of winning the arbitration, HBC launched an all-out character assassination, paying attorney Sally Sally Wagenmaker $300,000 of HBC ties to create a fictitious financial report, which is a huge accusation. Yeah, these are all accusations. They're not But that's a huge accusation. Uh, A last-ditch effort to avoid accountability for the $6.6 million that belonged to Walk in the Word and its donors, not HBC. Right. And a lot of this gets confusing for people because, well, who owns Walk in the Word? You know, who owns like where who are the proper owners of all of this property? Yeah, Four times. The, uh, he really hits the six point six million. Yeah. In the uh, in the online version that is now online, it only mentioned six point six once. Ah, OK. So um, so there's a couple of different versions of this thing. And it's um, it's all a little odd. So for me, like um, when I read this, not only is it a defense, um, I don't really see. Uh, 
I mean, I, I, it, man, that's not its purpose, I guess, but I'm not seeing an owning of his own sins. Even when he's answering the questions, hey, where did I mess up? It's it's very vague, nondescript. Um, so it's, No, I mean, he definitely has a, at least I shouldn't say definitely, it reads to me as a victim mentality and in a sense a savior mentality, mm. right? Like he says things like, okay, they had six million, 6.6 6 million reasons to keep up the spin, so they're lying, right? He says things like, I would not acquiesce. 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 I would not capitulate. They create fictitious financial reports, right? Uh, I wanted you know, us to be able to, to move on, but they didn't want to move on with their deception. Should HPC continue in its deception? You know, like it, it, it's a pretty, pretty much a, I did nothing wrong here. That's, that is pretty much how it reads to me, which is, which is problematic for us because I don't know James, um, you know, we met a couple times. Um, yeah. I don't know the elder board. I know former elders. I know former members and former staff. Yeah. And they all have a very consistent story. Yeah. And it is not what James is saying. Here. No. I mean, and he re he says, I, you know, I want to hear from, I want you to hear from me how very, very sorry I am for how you have suffered. He's talking to the congregation. Mm -hmm. For the hurt you have felt over the betrayal I was portrayed to have committed against you. And for the damage that kind of, uh, and for the damage that kind of broken trust does to a person's soul, I am so very sorry these things happened, and for my relational role in it. Yep. So, the reason we're wanting to talk about this is, uh, you know, no, oh, sorry, can I do but, one more? Just you can do as much as you want. Just you bought cigars, man. I'm not. And, uh, I'm, and I'm how he kind of like points the finger at the congregation. Mm. He, he he does this in a in a weird way, like almost like a dig. Uh, earlier he says, apart from two brief communications about my repentance, we have remained silent and prayerful in hopes that HBC congregants would seek to uncover the truth for themselves. While that has not yet happened. Right. So he's like, I was waiting for you guys to do something. Mm -hmm. I was waiting for you as a congregation to make something happen. But. That has not yet happened. And so we have completed the arbitration. And below he goes, um, uh, he says, the, he says, with few exceptions, he's talking about the relationships that have been severed. Mm -hmm. uh, all of these relationships, these close ties that we had with the church have been severed from our family. Our deepest sufferings have come from being deliberately ostracized while waiting in silence for someone in the church to force the truth to the surface. Waiting, you know, yeah. it, it, like this language of like, why are you why are you not doing this? Yeah. He's either the martyr or the messiah. Yeah. And it's and neither one um I think are true or or fair. Um again, this is uh I mean, locals around here know uh people involved. We know elders and staff and um the people are really people have been hurt by James, yeah. people have been hurt by the leadership there. Um, so it's not all about James. No, it's, no, it's, it's not. about the failure it's of a, leadership. That's right. It's a failure of leadership. And I think that's really kind of what we want to talk about yeah, here. Yeah. Uh, this this episode is not necessarily only about, you know, James, and, mm -hmm. and, and but it is a springing off point on uh, uh, what there are ramifications when when leaders fail. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to like, for example. Um, leaders are going to fail to greater and lesser degrees, of course. Yeah. Um, some failures will disqualify you from ministry. 
Other failures will allow for restoration and other failures simply require a rebuke and repentance. And what we all need to be mindful of, especially if you're in leadership positions, but this is true for everyone, is that when you're when your faults are pointed out, when your sin is exposed, it is critical that you own it, that you repent of it, and that you do so quickly mm. so that you can reconcile Yeah, and reconcile quickly. Because what happens if we don't do these things quickly? I mean, things start to fester. Mm-hmm. People start to get hurt. Uh, you get emboldened yep. in, in your sin and thinking, well, I wasn't called to account before. What's the worst they can do? Right. They, they don't care or they don't know. Yeah. Either way. I can do what I want. I'm going to keep going. Yeah. And that's how, that's human nature, right? That's fallen human nature. Yeah. Ain't, you know, ain't, <laughs> ain't nobody catch me. Ain't nobody ever going to catch me. Mm-hmm. Catch tic- me if you can. My, no, my TikTok friends know what that was. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> so we, we, we're we not just here. We're not trying to spill the tea, mm. as the kids say today. Okay. okay. You know, okay. With like, spilling the gossip and the news. What we want to do is, is talk about this as as a situation that deserves attention so that we as Christians in local churches can function better. And one of the things that we talk a lot about and we think is really important is that elders and, and congregations have a healthy relationship. Yeah. Right. Because as Baptists, like we're real Baptists, right? So we believe that the congregation is what holds the elders accountable and uh, the there has to be communication and transparency so that the congregation knows what the elders are doing because sometimes the, the the elders have to be taken to account. Yeah. And the congregation is the means by which we do that. So that's why we think, you know, they need to know what we're doing with budget or decisions. Um, now, uh, well, I think that is true. We push that all the time. Obviously, not everything that happens on the elder team mm-hmm. or among the elder teams is suitable for public consumption. Yeah. And that's not to hide things that the congregation should know about. It's because some things don't belong to the congregation. There are some situations that only belong in house, whether that is a, maybe a church discipline situation where there is repentance and somebody isn't, doesn't need to be brought forward. Mm -hmm. Right. That's in the Mm -hmm. congregation to the whole congregation. Yeah. And I think there's, there's also when there's disagreement among the elders, Mm -hmm. right. Um, we don't, we don't release and say, well, this passed on a three, two vote. Yeah. Brian. Stop. Brian said Stop. no. Stop. I'm just joking. I'm saying I know like, you yeah, are, okay. but don't, you know, people are going to think. So no, I mean, like we, we even, so for example, if I have, if I don't like what the other elders want to do, um, I will submit to their leadership if, if it's not a biblical essential. I'll be like, mm-hmm. okay, you guys are on the same page. I don't want to hold this up. Let's go for it. Now, if I think it's a biblical essential, I'll stand my ground. And yep. we won't do anything. Yeah, we won't. We won't move forward won't move until forward. we come to an agreement. And if it goes forward, then it is presented as this is the decision the elder team has yeah. made. We've worked hard at that for 13 years, and we don't. We like and that, and that's not being fake, right? That is maintaining unity on the team yeah. to help the congregation. If, if well, not just not just unity on the team, unity within the congregation, right? Because if we're in disagreement. Others are in disagreement as well. Yep, they'll pick sides. And that's what we don't, we can't have, I follow Apollos and I follow Paul, right? That might work in my favor. You think so? I'm the preacher. Uh, I'm the think, brand. I don't think that's going to work in your favor. I, we got a coloring book coming out. And I'm we like do the not. Main, I'm don't, the, don't, they do too? Don't, we do not How have. good would my coloring book be though? It'd be way more interesting. It's just going to be gray. Oh, shades of I just, gray. I just made you happy. We call it like 50 shades of gray. 
Yeah, that'd be cool. Oh, Get like 50 different shades Joe, of gray Joey, crayons, Joey, Joey, black to, Joey, to, to Joey, gray. Joey, and then, no, 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 I'm just no. saying like, you know, oh man, that, mm -mm. This, this could be good. What, what would the second coloring book called? I don't know. I only know the story of the, the... I don't know it either. Yeah, I don't know it. I don't know what it is. Uh, and I'm not Googling. Is it 51 shade? No, I'm not, no. I don't want to have anything to do with that. I'm just, you know, using it as a pop culture reference. I really don't know. Is it more shades? 50 more shades? I I don't know. And I'm not Googling this. That's not our kind of book or movie. <laughs> yeah. I, I will not be Googling this. <laughs> that would make us very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What about... What about the idea that like so we're not just talking about this because it's local because that would be boring to people. Mm -hmm. um, we've talked about Driscoll and Tulian. We, we would talk yeah. about people things that are garnering mm -hmm. attention mm -hmm. that people are are, are working through. Um, well, here I want to go back yeah, just to go. the unity part. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and what's unfortunate about this situation uh, is, unfortunately, because it is such a public ministry, mm -hmm. this is all being played out in the public. Yeah, right. Uh, so I mean, my heart breaks for them in that regard. You know, uh, that they have to not only deal with the the inner turmoil, but now they have to deal with everyone's voices outside. Oh, yeah. Giving their opinions like us, like us acting like we know what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and that's not fair. That's not right. And that's again, why we try to do this as gently as we can. Yeah. As gently as we know how. We're yeah. not trying to be jerks. No. I, we, we can be jerks, but no, we're yeah, trying we not we to. Can. We're just trying to talk about it and be, be gentle. Yeah. And so... The, that's why it's really important, like at, at the local level, don't allow the disagreements to spill out into public. Right. Don't allow them to to fester. Don't allow um, uh, animosity to mm -hmm. build and resentment to build, because now you're once that spills out into the congregation. Now you've got this damage control uh, of how do we fix this? How do we, uh, uh, I guess, heal? Yeah. And at that point, then now you're focusing on healing yourself rather than the mission of the church. Yeah. At that point. Right. Yeah. Now you're into damage control. And how do we become protectionists? And people dig in quite often um, when they feel like, oh, now I, I need to win. Right. Right. Because um, I don't want to look foolish, you know. And so that's why, like, the unity of the elder board is is crucial for the unity of the church. And so I praise God for the unity that we have here at Redeemer and the unity that I see among other churches. Oh, yeah. Right? There's like, so many good, healthy churches. And that, that's there. why it's like you see something so so public like this, and it's easy for an, an unbeliever or an outsider to look and say, well, look at these Christians. Mm. Look at these guys you know, talking about uh, loving each other and loving their neighbor, and they can't even get on the same page. Yeah. Right? And there is a witness aspect to this. Totally. Now, I, I want to be clear, and I know you agree that Maybe. we, I know you definitely agree mm. that, you know, when we're talking about keeping things in-house, some things on the elder team, mm -hmm. some things just within the congregation, uh, there is a time when you have to make things public. Yeah. And, and those yep. times you yep, have yep, yep. to, and that's painful, awkward, and it's supposed to be redemptive. And the reason this ultimately went public is because so many people that were a part of Harvest were really hurt and wounded and dismayed about what yeah. was happening uh, among some of the leadership there. Yeah, and I, and I think when you're talking about that, that's there are times where it's appropriate and there's times when it's not. And aside from these guys at mm -hmm. Harvest, I want to talk about the local church and smaller churches. Is you know you know when there is change in leadership, when there is uh, uh, confusion or uh, misunderstandings or people leave and 
it causes like when they leave abruptly, it causes confusion and you need to be transparent and honest. At the same time, you're trying to do that in such a way that's still loving and caring for the individual. Right. Um, Now, if there was sin, you deal with that sin and you Mm. have to to acknowledge that sin, uh, but you don't need to drag people through the mud. Right. Yeah. And I think that if we're, if we're trying to do the right thing and we don't get the resolution that we want, um, I think we, you know, we, we take it as far as we can. At some point you have to say, okay, well, I've done everything that I can to do the right thing. Yeah. And I haven't seen justice prevail in this situation. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? Um, hopefully, and I mean this as kindly and pastorally as I can, sometimes you just have to move on. Yeah. You have to, you yeah. have to move on with your life, heal up and you you know don't don't so overly focus on what someone else has done or is doing that you can't just move on with your life sometimes you just have to do it and if if James and company are going to start a church here in the area that concerns me because i have real concerns about his leadership um about his qualification or disqualification for ministry i have real concerns about that and i don't want i don't want christians to get beat up i don't want people to get misled mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i have real concerns about that but ultimately, all I need to focus on my church, and I need to, we need to focus yep. on giving people the truth so that they're prepared. And I think if we're doing our jobs as Christians, you know, you don't have to become the the James McDonald Tatler. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. like be be about the truth. Shepherd people, pastor people, love people, teach people, hold out the truth in such a way so that as brothers and sisters, when we encounter wolves uh, that are in the church or when we encounter false teachers or when we encounter abusive churches, we know they will know like, I got to get out of here. This mm-hmm. is not healthy. And so at least when they see it, when they encounter it. And it, I think it, it means that for a lot of us, well, for all of us, but for a lot of us, we need to be much more prayerful yeah. about how we, how we think about and talk about these situations. Like it's really easy to just jump on the beat up James McDonald train. Yeah. Um, because I know where that train's going and I'm sympathetic, right? I, 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 I'm, I'm hard on leaders. Uh, I expect a lot of leaders. And when they are, when they, when I believe that they're abusive, I respond. Right? Yeah. 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 But protect the flock, but really fundamentally we need to be prayerful because prayer is what God uses. Like prayer is a beseeching of the Lord to do what only he can do. I can't change a pastor's mind. You know, I can't bring a man to repentance, but God can. And if I, and if I want there to be real reconciliation, I pray for that. If I want people to heal mm-hmm. up, I, we should be praying for that. So we ought to really be in prayer about all of this. Yeah. And be praying for, uh, as you are a member of a congregation, be, be praying for your elders. Yeah. Because you know, they are fallen people. Yeah. They're, they have weaknesses and temptations, and especially during this time, a, a, a very high percentage. There was just a new study done. I think it was Pew Research, but a, 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 just a new study came out where the, the, a, the highest percentage ever of ministers, pastors, elders are looking for another job, yeah. transitioning out. Uh, there's there's a lot of, of stress and anxiety. And so now more than ever, it, it's it's 
this is a time when we can expect more pastors to fail and fall because yeah. there's additional pressures and, and afflictions going on. It doesn't make it right. No. It just means we need to be in prayer more That's right. for these things. So if you're thinking about the churches in your area, maybe if you're in our area, you're thinking about all of this drama and it breaks your heart, it does us, um, lead with prayer. Like beseech the Lord to mm -hmm. do, to bring about real revival, real reconciliation, and to hold people accountable for their sins and to shut down danger wherever it might lie. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DrDevotion.com. They can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast or hit up the store, JoeFoStore.com and pre-order that hoodie, pre-order that t-shirt or grab some other gear. By the time this drops, man, it's almost over. Yeah, it yeah. is almost over. Yeah, so like you got if you get in while you can. Yep. Fresh Pod every Monday and Thursday. If you head mm -hmm. on the website, you'll find some blog posts and some video content. Later.